You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 777. Legion of Superheroes 73. Hmm. Out of control. Welcome to episode 777 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French and I am, well, also, you know, disappointed we didn't have more sevens in the in the issue. Um, but, you know, that's a lot <laughs> to plan for. Um, but uh, today I'm liver lad. And I say that because I know that there are going to be lightning beasts of Corball all over the place today. <laughs> uh, you probably should have called this episode chug, 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 chug. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that's a thing. Um, but uh, yeah, around here we're um, enjoying the uh, the Labor Day weekend, and uh, kids start at school on Tuesday, so everything has been shopping for stuff uh, for uh, you know back to school things, shoes, books. Uh, you know, pencil crayons and whatnot. Jan gets her favorite day of uh, of the uh, school year tomorrow, where she gets to just take all of the um, pencil crayons and she goes through and she sharpens them. She says it's one of the most cathartic, relaxing things. <laughs> uh, just going through and grabbing like a pile of pencil crayons and sitting there with the electric sharpener and um, and getting them done. So she's very excited about that. And uh, we're gonna have some uh, some uh, some burgers uh, tomorrow, and um, yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, we don't have to venture out of the house, so that's uh, that's a beautiful thing. And uh, so, yes, looking forward to a relaxing uh, Labor Day. And uh, so that's uh, that's me all set, Travis. What goes on many miles south of here? Hey, everybody! This is Travis Elsor, and. This past week, I have been Golden Age Sandman Lad. Oh, nice. So, and I'm not talking Sandman Mystery Theater, which I reread a couple years ago. Yeah. Right. Um, I got the Sandman by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby omnibus. Wow. Wow. So, this is I the actual. Was such a thing. Oh, yes. This is the uh, old 40 series. Uh, reprinted, mm. and it ends with the when they collaborated to relaunch uh, a different Sandman in the seventies. The, uh, oh, the, the, um, the the one with the costume, Garrett, the Garrett, Garrett Sanford. Yeah. Yes. So, so that's, that's in there too. Yes. Oh, wow. uh, so this is the Sandman, not in the trench coat in the gas mask. This is when it's he the had yellow the and yellow and purple costume. costume. Yeah. Yeah, and he had Sandy. Uh, Sandy Hawkins is so a sidekick. Is, is, is that specifically the 70s version or is that the whole thing? That's the golden age. No, it, no, it's mostly 40s. Yeah. Okay. So in the 40s, that was introduced, that costume. Yes. Well, I guess they were trend chasing because the because uh, the uh, fedora wearing uh, suit guys had gotten out of favor. Yeah. It is of, very, going, going does it start off with the with the trench coat or yeah. no? Oh no. It skips no. ahead. So it's purple no. and yellow first, and then trench coat and gas mask. No, no, it's trench coat no. and gas mask first, and then they made a more traditional superhero. Yeah. Correct. Oh, okay. And they actually did that before uh, Simon and Kirby came on. That's what yeah, I was, was going to ask. Did they have anything to do with that? That so that was like a Gardner Fox. Era. Yeah, they did it, and it was just a couple months before they came on. Uh, as that's what it says in the introduction. But uh, Kirby slightly alters the costume. He made because at first they just made it a purple mask. He has it come down across the shoulders and everything. Uh, but it's very Batman influenced. Yes. Um, got the the kid sidekick. He rides around in the Sandmobile. Um, oh boy. Yeah, wow. but it's it a lot. It's a lot of uh, dream and nightmare stuff are parts of the story and plot. You know, he, they decided to go all in on that, and uh, so. I'd say three quarters of it are pretty good. Uh, it's, it's Simon and Kirby doing their thing. Yeah, um, like they do. Now it's 40s Kirby. It's not 60s and 70s Kirby. That's right. So he's not yes. he's not quite the the master he becomes, but he's there. 
Well, uh, it's like it's like reading his um, uh, Challenges of the Unknown, right? Like it's like, oh, that's Kirby, and uh, right. you know, it is a you know a a generally speaking, I mean, it's a pre Fantastic Four Kirby even, and it, and if you look at those early issues of. Um, of, of Fantastic Four, it still doesn't feel like Kirby for a while. Oh, it's it's a lot more Kirby than this is. Well, it is, that, <laughs> but that's what I mean. But it's even that isn't, um, you know, isn't well, Kirby was very much, you know, he did the house style for a long oh, time. Definitely, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't until he became like a bigger name that he basically started being able to get experiment and get away with it. He yeah. was the house style, right? Exactly. Well, that's it. Yeah. They copied him, right? But the last, and I'm on the, I think there's two more Golden Age stories left in the collection I'm reading. And uh, it says in the introduction that when Simon and Kirby got drafted into World War II, they knew what day they were leaving, that they yeah. tried to knock out as many stories as they could before they left so that uh, royalties would still be coming into their families once they were gone. Right. Oh, nice. So he flat out says in the introduction he says hey the last few stories kind of dip in quality a little bit because they're just trying to knock them out and yeah. uh you can kill their the last couple are kind of dumb uh, uh but hey I, I understand but um then they then i'll get to read the 70s issue which i've never actually read that uh when they collaborated again for the last time there oh that, that those six issues yeah it's oh, it, uh, doesn't ha- it, it doesn't have all of them uh, oh okay they didn't work on all of them. Um, I think they actually only collaborated on number one. Oh, okay. But he, cause he drew the rest of them for no. sure. No. What? no, number two was drawn by someone else. Uh, it wasn't until, what? yeah, cause it was originally supposed to be a, a, uh, one shot and then it sold well. So they decided to keep publishing it. And then they were like, Hey, Kirby, it's selling. And then he came back and, uh, drew some more. Yeah, but, uh, they, they guess talk about that. They talk about that in there. Yeah, guess what's, what's not? Guess what's not on the DC Universe app? Yeah, and any of these Sandman issues. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't doubt that at all. They they've got tons of stuff that they don't add, even though they're in collections, and all they got to do is add them. But huh. that's just, let's see. Uh, oh, so no, Ernie Chua took over on that. Okay, no, yeah, they're they're busy releasing Warlord one issue a week. Uh for however many decades that's going to take. Yes, they pick one thing and that's all they do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love Warlord, but, you know, but still. Oh, wow. Okay, so second and third issues were in Ichua, and then the, uh, although Kirby did ink him on that. And then in the sixth yeah. issue, it was Wally Wood. Huh. Uh, yeah, issue four was written by Michael Fleischer with art by Kirby. Okay. Uh, and then five, the same Fleischer and Kirby. <clears throat> okay. It's a it's a pretty it's a pretty weird uh, oh, yes. series. I, I, I remember was, by, I remember getting a, all of them when I was like twelve or thirteen, and um, yeah, it, it sounds was, like it's okay. like full of like big like comic names just in weird configurations. Yeah, yeah. Looking at looking at the uh, at the issues, I think issue number three. I bought that off the stands. Yeah, it was in March of of uh, 1975, which was right around the time when I bought my first Legion issue. Yeah, so this is um, which would have been Superboy 212. So uh, I bought it because oh, cool superheroes, and of sure. course I had no idea what it all meant and where he fit in, and and oh, his the he's no longer being published, so I'll forget about him. Yeah, until he shows up somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. And then, now, of course, he was ret- yeah, retconned yeah. in with uh, Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Yep. He showed up briefly in Infinity Inc. before that. I did see him on a cover when I did my search. Yeah, because um, um, Thomas, sure he, but, basically, he, that's when, he, when um, um, Hector Hall took over his role. And um, Man, does Hector Hall just take over everyone's roles? Yeah. Yes. Yes, he does. And, uh, and so they, uh, they, yeah, they, they shunted him into the, uh, into the whole Sandman thing. And I'm not, <laughs> not sure exactly why, I guess it was because, you know, they killed him and then it was like, well, this is a way to bring him back. And, um, 
and so that was in sort of the last uh, little bit of the, of the of that run. And uh, so I think there was a, there was also just a bit of uh, you know getting uh, getting the toys put in their boxes, and um, and so yeah, so Thomas did that, and then Gaiman picked up that part of it, and because uh, it fit in well with his plans. <laughs> yeah, he he was also in Wonder Woman number three hundred. I right. Uh, well, yeah, I think he was married Roy to Thomas her daughter. <laughs> No, no, it was the Garrett. I think it was the Garrett Sanford version, not the Hector Hall version. Hmm. But I, because that was Roy Thomas and Gene Cullen, I, I'd have to look it up. But yeah. I don't remember where he, if or where he appeared before that. Well, welcome to Sam Mancast. Take a drink. Yes. Um, uh, anyway, that was me this week, Michael. On to you. All right. Uh, this week, hi everybody, Michael Grabois. Uh, this weekend, I am Parrot Head Lad uh, in honor of oh, the yeah. dearly departed, dearly departed Jimmy Buffett, who died a couple of days ago. Uh, I saw him nine times in concert. Wow. Between 1992 and 2019, uh, the second most number of shows by any artist that I've seen in concert. Um, it was always a blast to go to the shows and sit up in the lawn with a beer and have fun singing along with 15,000 like-minded fans for a few hours. Um, he had been battling skin cancer for yeah. the last few years. His, uh, his lifestyle of being on the beach and in the sun finally caught up to him. Um, he, uh, he was on tour as late as April of this year. Yeah. And he was going through treatments in between his shows until he had to stop. Uh, they they canceled his or he canceled his tour back in May after he was hospitalized and said he hoped to pick it back up, but never did. Um, so back in the 1980s, one of the members of the Coral Reefer band noticed that fans always used to wear Hawaiian shirts and lays and grass skirts and coconut bras and stuff like that. Um, and he compared the passion of the fan base to the Grateful Dead's Deadheads. Oh, definitely, yeah. And so the band member suggested that Buffett's fans could be called Parrotheads. Nice. And so that's where the name came from, and it stuck. And I hadn't thought about it, but looking back, um, that is likely where I got my affinity for Hawaiian shirts uh, when I was introduced to his music in the early 90s. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, uh, I say, raise your margarita, take a bite of your cheeseburger in paradise. Amen. And go, out yeah. go, go out looking for your lost shaker of salt in his honor. Indeed. Um, his early song, uh, We Went to Paris, contains a particularly good self-eulogy. Uh, he said, some of it's magic, some of it's tragic, but I had a good life all the way. Nice. And so that is, uh, that's it for me. Over to you, Jim. Uh, hey, everyone. I'm Jim Purcell. And uh, this week, what was I this week? <laughs> I guess I'm working all weekend, lad, because I'm working all weekend. Uh, working in the service industry sucks and never forget it. <laughs> uh, we don't we don't get holidays. We work holidays. So I am working and I'll be working through Tuesday. Well, meanwhile, my my parents and uh, my niece and nephew and my sister and her husband are all off uh, watching tractor pulls. And uh, other mm -hmm. other fair related activities. Yeah, uh, I am not. I am. I'm here. Well, I'm here, but uh, I was there. I was at work. So are they there? Are they all in Connecticut? Or are they where? Where are they? Uh, my sister, her family lives here. My parents live in New York State. They're right. about four hours away. Okay. Uh, they have a, okay. They have a summer. They have a summer camp literally up the road. Uh, so my mother is basically here every, basically every summer. She's just here. She just lives yeah. here during the summer, nice. and then she goes home for the winter and works uh, uh, teaching and such. Uh, mm -hmm. And my dad just lives there full time. And uh, yeah, she uh, her her favorite church is here, and so she spends a lot of the summer uh, helping out around her church. Oh, nice! And uh, of course, is here to see the niece and nephew, well, the grandkids for her, well, I suppose. Yes, <laughs> which yes, which is important when they're when they're when they're in the grade school. Uh, help out with the the uh, babysitting and whatnot. 
Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Well, but uh, so so it is. It is a, a, a fair in Connecticut then. Yeah, it's I I okay. don't know the specifics. It's, it's it's in Hamden, Connecticut. Apparently, it's like a big like uh, farm fair. Uh, okay, so this is where apparently. the tractors are being pulled. Yeah, the uh, pictures I'm seeing show a lot of a lot of caged chickens and bunnies and such. <laughs> Sounds like a state fair. Yeah, uh, it's much smaller, I believe, but yes, basically. Ah, uh, that means they, that means they're deep frying weird shit. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty of deep fried food there. <laughs> well, Connecticut is a small state, so the, the state fair can't be too big. Yeah, that's true. I actually don't know where they when where they host the Connecticut State Fair. There must be one. One would think it would be in um, all those New yeah, England, Connecticut they, they, City. They, okay. they do tend to like consolidate things because because <clears throat> um, Rhode Island, uh, no, no, Massachusetts has the Big E, uh, right? Uh, uh, event every year, and that's like the big New England fair. I suspect. Okay. I think a lot of the states just kind of roll into that one. Connecticut has a lot of county fairs. It's probably a county fair they're at. Fair. Huh. Um, yeah. So that's it for me. Nothing nice. particularly exciting. Well, there we go. All right. So that means that we are on to the part of things where we ask questions about whether or not there is any Legion news. There, there might be a whisper of a rumor of a of a of a of a baby's breath. Because mm-hmm. didn't uh, Clayton was it Clayton Henry? Who was it? Yes, it was Clayton Henry posted on his Instagram a cover he's working on that has Monel on it. Yes, uh, uh, for a apparently top secret project, and um, and uh, yeah, that he was showing sort of some some digital art that he was spotting blacks on, and um, most exciting part of all art. Yes, turning those little X's into shadow. <laughs> and uh, but you know, um, uh, we we when we discussed this the other day, we noted you know, I mean, this is a guy who uh, who had a very short run um, on the Legion, cut short. Uh, he was on the uh, the Johns and Shoemaker run. Um, oh right, right. You guys, you had said it was on the adventure comic side of things. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So this was uh, early days. This was when we were like, um, you know, actually, it's kind of apropos of, uh, of of the issue we're dealing with tonight, because one of the things was that Garth was going to take off and look for uh, and, and look for Mech, and there was the whole like, is there a is there another Rand's twin? And. Um, uh, questions never. What, what was there? Was there? We, I don't know that we will ever know. Um, unless that's what they're picking up on, but I doubt they're picking up on that. I think that was, uh, you know, of a time, and uh, we'll we'll probably never be looked at again. Well, uh, hey, we, did, we we did see John slaughter that entire legion in a panel in the, in the recent Justice Society book, so it's still on his mind somewhere. Maybe um, if uh, if John's is doing it, given by how uh, given by the frequency of um, of of Justice Society, I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> yeah, guess what? It slowed down the releasing. It is not yeah. coming out as quickly as it had previously. Yeah, who would have guessed? This has you know never what? happened before. And I'll say this: he did a fantastic job of getting uh, that Star Girl series yep. out. Yeah, um, yes. and, uh, and six I was months. like, wow. That's impressive. Um, and um, but uh, this is more sort of the. What we've come to expect is, yeah, is, um, you know, I mean, there's there's all sorts of stuff going on, I'm sure. Um, I don't know what else he's got going on these days, though, because. Uh, who knows? Um, at any rate, um, yeah. Clayton Henry drawing some Legionnaires. I like that. Call that I, news. I re- I really liked the work that he was uh, that he was doing um, on that series. I, I I thought he was a he was a good fit for it, and uh, it was a shame to, uh, to to see it cut short for for many reasons, uh, but not the least of which was it was uh, it was pretty good artwork, and I, I I you know I quite liked his art, and um, so now we've seen Monel come back and it not be entirely Legion related. 
Yeah. Um, He's a Superman adjacent character. He can show up anywhere. Yeah, that's just it. That's just it. There is. um, That said, I mean, he does look pretty Bendis Legion looking. So. Who knows? In, In what way? I mean, he's. I mean, he's got the similar. I mean, how would I'd have to get a side by side comparison? But I, I so, so first off, I would say Slook because Slook designed that one. Right. Sorry. Yes. And uh, I compared them actually myself, and nah, it's classic. Yeah. The Slook one what, goes what's the up difference? the neck. It's got much more lines on it. Uh, I compared them when I first got it. I I, I forget what oh. all the differences were, but mostly lines and the neck is completely different. But looks oh, okay. more like the classic costume. Oh hmm. well, yeah, he doesn't have that like blue neck thing going on, and like yeah, okay, I was wrong. He extra did, he lines did. and extra little bits is the yeah. uh, is the trend these days. Um, yes. So okay, that's interesting. Okay, so so uh, some homework has been done here. Uh, I, I I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what it is, and uh, so I don't know when that's a thing. Um. Yes. But, believe it or not, I pay attention to details of costumes. What? <laughs> what? Where? If, where if would only, you do such a thing, Travis? Lord only if, if knows. Only there were a, if um, only there were a place where you could get like a visual reference or something for for all the legionnaires and legion characters. Maybe like if a, you like, went on Legion Superheroes Visual Reference Blogspot Com, you might see something like that. I don't know. It it could happen. It could happen. Um. And um, is there any other Legion news? I think that was it. That's it. Okay. Um, you know, there could. Speaking of of those Legion uh, visual references, um, one would actually be uh, uh, interesting to look at for what we're going to see today, because we see a very different costume uh, for Lightning Lord. Um. And, uh, you know, and it, 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 it steers away from the, uh, what, what's interesting is like long has been the classic of costumes in which the, um, heroes are all primary colored. Um, and the villains tend to be secondary colors. Think, uh, you know, of, of like, you know, the, the colors of green and purple, have often been uh, used for uh, supervillains. Uh, think of uh, of Luthor, right? Um, you know, it is that green and purple, and uh, so that that tended to be sort of you know classic supervillain colors, and um, and so with with um, um, with Mech, you had the green and red basically, and. Um, and that you know, and that was in contrast to Garth's costume. And this one seems a bit less contrasty, although the extra use of red, I guess, is meant to be our he's a villain and he's got a trench coat. So um, and oddly, a blaster. I thought the classic costume, he was more Christmassy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Maybe Lightning Lord was actually Santa Claus. No, see, Mech needs to learn the true meaning of Christmas, and then he'll calm the hell down. <laughs> His heart will grow. Because uh, his heart was uh, two sizes too small? Yeah, something yes. along that lines. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into this issue. Issue 73 of Legion of Superheroes, Volume 4, Out of Control. Do we have any uh, background info on this? What the title? Well, I just mean you know when did it when you know when it came out. If I I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure. Oh. Sometimes, sometimes there's other information. Okay, well we'll deal with that later then. All well, right. When we get into his. When we get into history stuff. Okay. Well, that, I mean, if that happens. Um, if that happens. Correct. If that happens, of course. Spoilers. Indeed. All right. Um, so uh, with this one, we have uh, Mech in a big old red trench coat, as I kind of let on before, uh, in a an all blue kind of unitard uh, um, costume with um, sort of silver lightning bolts at the top in the same configuration as Garth's, which is interesting. 
did the um you know what the costume design is very similar and so clearly is is kind of built on what his uh, brother did uh he has red boots and a blaster and he's blasting in a couple of lightning, lightning beasts of Corbal. take a drink as uh garth looks on shocked well, if you want to live through the night, make that your only drink. Count it once. That's it. Come <laughs> <laughs> with me if you would want you, to live. What'd you say there, Paul? That Garth looks shocked? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I hear it now. <laughs> um, this cover. Alan Davis, Mark yeah. Farmer, Tom McCraw. Yeah, it's a thing of beauty. I wanted to point, so just say something real quick about yeah. these uh, Alan Davis covers that we've been getting the last few uh Legion of Superheroes issues. He doesn't really look like what I imagine Alan Davis looks like at this point. He's definitely still his like earlier, like um, what I, I, I don't remember his exact timeline of history at this point. He's done like Excalibur, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's just, maybe it's the inking, but it doesn't really look like Alan Davis at a glance to me. It's not like I think how he was I trying. Ab- it feels uh, like he was trying something different. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Um, there's there's bits of it like the the lightning beasts they look kind of they uh, you know to me uh, you know not knowing anything I would be like oh was that um, the other Alan um, oh oh right um, oh, no sorry Adam they seem Adam Hughes Adam Hughes right yeah yeah, yeah. The, in fact it has a kind of the whole thing has kind of the faces have kind of Adam Hughes sort of look to them on on Mech it does but not so much on Garth it's yeah, yeah. it's it's very interesting um, but but I've noticed that that they don't feel they feel layout wise like the sort of dynamic layouts do feel kind of Davisy but some of the figure work um, it feels like he was trying something different. Yeah, and I know much. I know later on his Legion covers are going to get super Alan Davisy. Oh like, yeah, uh, 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 very uh, unmistakable. It's just these early ones. I was surprised to see Alan Davis's name on them so early because they just didn't jump out at at me as being Alan Davis. So yeah. I just find that kind of interesting. Oh, for sure. Um, so we get into this, and um, it is the end of the road. <laughs> And we get the Legion roll call, Livewire, Spark, Cosmic Boy, Saturn Girl, Triad. So that's a, a light roll call from what we've had lately. Yes. Um, and uh, so um, Garth is in a bar um, and he's picked up a little alien dude. Um, um, and, you know, knocked over his Silver Ale. And, uh, is this a- the first appearance of Silver Ale in the reboot? I feel I like it's been mentioned. I, well, I can't tell sure. you when. It's definitely the first time we've seen it. Yeah. 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 A little, little kind of rocket ship can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, so Garth is uh, wearing a jacket over his um, costume because 90s. Um, he's, wearing, he's wearing a disguise. He's incognito. No one will know that. <laughs> yes, yes there. that's what it is. <laughs> um, stealthy. <laughs> and he grabs the guy and says, got you. Where's my 512 credits? And, the, and uh, he gives him a little, uh, a little zap and spills his uh, um, silver ale. At the end of the road, it all comes down to money. Your guides to the 30th century. 30th century. Right. We were still in the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that checks out. All right. Uh, Tom Pyre, plot and script. Tom McCraw, plot and colors. Lee Motor, pencils. Ron Boyd, inks. Pat Brousseau letters, Mike McAvaney assists, and Casey Carlson edits. Garth Rands, alias Livewire, saved 37,562 credits while employed with the workforce, an industrial security team. He sent 10,000 cents? Maybe that's, just, maybe that's maybe that's credits. He sent 10,000 credits. That, that would make sense. Uh, yeah. To his parents, along with the promise to come home after he finds his missing brother, Mecht. And, um, and some big dude stops behind him. You again? He says, look, I just need my money back. We spent it. He went through 27,000. Uh, 27,050 credits chasing leads to the remote planet Bisbee 
Here, the leads evaporated. But you, op, stole it too bad. Desperately, he gave his last 512 credits to these men who swore they could locate Mecht in 12 hours. Um, you know, he's just thrown um, uh, this uh, lightning-powered dude who, of course, uh, touches the guy's head and gives him a little skiz. Um, and, uh, and that, but then he throws uh, Garth through a window and uh, says, that was two days ago. And the guy gets the guy comes out, pulls out a big blaster, and uh, says to Garth, "That hurt." And Garth says, "Why don't you get your mommy to kiss it for you?" <laughs> and he says, "That does it, kid. You're gonna die." Yeah, blast his smart mouth, Ludo. I want to see his guts. And uh, drag it out a little. That little weakling's not going any wet. Crack, cack. Take a drink. It's close to damn enough. Um. <laughs> And down the guy goes, wood. And um, and it's, oh my God, it's him. Scatter, he can't kill us all. And, um, and Garth says, but I'm not going to hurt. Stay back. Emergency, emergency. That maniac with the lightning, he's back. And he's on the, fo- on the video phone to some guy who looks very universal-ish to me. Yes. Yes, very much. Yeah, not saying, but, you know, noting. Um, and he said, and Garth says, what? Mecht was here? You seen him? Please answer me. I won't hurt you. I'm not him, but I really need to find. They're here. Police officers, Mecht Rans, we've got you in our sights. Surrender immediately or we'll shoot to kill. At the end of the road, it all comes down to money. No identification and not one single credit on him. Add vagrancy to the charges. Ha. Like they need to prosecute this brute on a street sleeping rap. Hey, Shriker, I heard about your big caller. You never know. Let's move, Rans. He's not so big. He didn't even resist. What? You didn't get a fight from the infamous Lightning Lord? <laughs> um, Lightning Lord. Who gave you that name? You named yourself, didn't you? You're some kind of big, mighty lord, right? Right? Must be a burden, your lordship, lording it over your inferiors. I bet we get in your way a lot. What do you do when that happens? Electrocute them? Shows a bunch of electrocuted people. That was a family. This is a priest. What was his crime? Worshipping the wrong lord? Guards, his lordship's ready. By this point, Garth is in tears after seeing some of his brother's handiwork. Take him to his cell and don't be gentle. His lordship needs to learn just how far false tears will get him around here. On your feet, you little crybaby. You can blubber all you want in your cell, say the guards, after we give you something to cry about. And off he goes, and uh, and it says... Um, and, one, and one of the cops says... Twisted little maniac, killing his way across the galaxy, then asking for pity. Who does he think he is? Who indeed, says the other guy, who looks like a purple lobot. Um, and the guy says, what? And he says, hmm? Oh, nothing. Well, you and, said uh, purple lobot, but uh, that's, that's, that's hair. Not, yes, it not, is. No, yes. you're right. You're right. That's, a, that's what he that's looks quite- like. The du- the dual uh, no, what's it called? The reverse mohawk. Yes. All right, we go back to uh, Legion headquarters, and um, looks like Triad is playing um, some sort of racquetball, handball thing with uh, herself, um, herselves, and. Um, uh, Rock and uh, Imra are wandering around back there, and uh, he says, "Any word? Any word on Dirk Morgna?" And uh, Saturn Girl says, "The science police are keeping him under observation. His power is still out of control." This, of course, takes us back to uh, last week uh, in uh, Legionnaires twenty-nine. And uh, Kaz says, "I know the feeling." And then he grabs a hold of the ball magnetically and says, "Game's over, Triad. I want a word." Rife about, and um, he says, the Morgna case, you, Cam, and Lyle never answered my summons. Why? Because I'm really sorry. I, 
Oh, great. Not another power outage. What's causing them? It's Brainiac 5 and his secret experiments. I've been trying to get him to stop, but he's been ducking me too. Brace yourself. Oop, hang on. Spinning beach ball. Okay. Um, for a power surge. And we see one. Ah, it's blinding. He's going to wreck this place. Go easy, Rock. Brainy took Andromeda's death hard and, oh my gods, and they see a, um, a you know, ghost of valor. Um, and he says, release me. And, um, and Imra says, it's valor again. And uh, triads, you know, dark triad. Um, I guess this would be purple triad. Yeah. I'm assuming the light one is uh, orange triad. Yep. Yep. And then we've got the uh, um, the merged, you know, the uh, in between. Combo. The combo, yes. Um, I thought you were just seeing things before. This, of course, goes back to the Legion annual. Um, sorry, the Legionnaires annual, um, where we ended the uh, White Triangle story. Cause says, she's, she's crying there. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, uh, whoever it was, it sounded like he needs help. That's impossible. He couldn't. Triad, Valor's a holy figure on your world, but this visitation may have more to do with physics than metaphysics. Both times, his disappearance, his appearance was linked to power discharges. Then come on, let's see if we can get Brainy to screw up again. <laughs> I don't think they'll have any problem with that. Yeah, it should be possible. All right. Um, and we double back to uh, uh, Garth in his cell. And uh, Purple Dude uh, comes out and says, uh, you're not mecked. And Garth says, what? You're not mecked. Of course, I don't insult me. I'm a police officer. We do know how to find things out. The UP says Rands has a brother named Garth. Good kid. Very loyal. He has lightning powers, too. Your brother owes a heavy debt, Garth. You don't want to pay it. Besides, he's not worth it. Face it, he's a killer. He's scum. Garth, it's not his fault. It's the lightning. It changed him. It makes him do terrible things. And I have it too. It'll do the same to me when I'm his age. I belong locked up. And Ayla, whoa, hold on. Whatever's going on, son, it's going to be all right. I promise I'll sort this mess out for... Yeah, sorry, just waiting for the ball to spin. And Kazak, and he gets, uh, yeah, he gets uh, burninated. Um, and uh, yeah, the hole has been blasted in the uh, side of the of the uh, of the cell. And there's Mecht. Let's go, Garth. Mecht, you you killed. I said, let's go. But I, how could you? Are you flipping death? Come on. And they get in the ship. You killed him, Mech. He just wanted to help me. Well, I'm helping you instead. Now, shut up. I've got to concentrate if we're going to get out of this alive. And off they go. And there's a couple of uh, SP cruisers uh, coming after them. Mech, they're ba turn back. They're chasing us. Watch. A little modification I made. You'll love this. And he uh, puts his hand in this thing and zap. Retro lightning. Isn't this wild? And he takes out the two ships. Garth says, Mech, you can't be doing this. And he crackles up his hand and he says, wrong, squirt. And uh, Mech zaps him and he says, I can do anything. Um, then we get back um, to headquarters and there's... Um, um, Ayla with a couple of flowers on, uh, on, a t on the table and, uh, Siobhan, uh, calls in and says, Spark, the science police just got word that your brother Mech was supposedly arrested on Bisbee last night. Grife, I was afraid of this. Officer Aaron, right? What do you mean supposedly? His ID skins match Garth's and that's not the worst of it, I'm afraid. Garth's missing. They found a police officer in his cell. The cop's dead. Electrocuted. And um, uh, Spark takes off. Spark, wait. And uh, she runs past uh, Rock and Imra. Spark, have you seen Brainiac? Spark, where are you going? Out. You see what I mean, says Rock? This team is impossible. And uh, Imra thinks, and it's your own fault, Cosmic Boy. Well, 
It's a fine. How do you do? Um, and we uh, uh, we see Garth being told to wake up as he gets splooshed. Um, and um, with probably a bit of spill of yeah, with some uh, silver ale. Um, he, uh, and Gar- uh, Mech says, "Now let's review." I risk my butt to break you out. You don't even thank me. I can't express how much that hurts. Um, and he has the silver ale and he's got a bunch of, um, crackos. Uh, yeah. Crackos. They're like, you know, they look like little, uh, potato chip bags. Um, he says, but I do, do I take it out on you? No, I just keep taking care of you. Like I should now eat. And he says, where did you get? Oh no, you didn't hurt anyone. Grife, no. What's the matter with you? Don't you trust your big brother? And we see uh, the, um, I guess, the convenience store satellite that uh, he's come out of. And there's a bunch of dead bodies floating around it and a hole. And he says, don't you trust your big brother? Mm. I mean, not great. And uh, he says, mecht. I know why you're so anxious to destroy yourself, and it's not your fault. Destroy myself? Ha! You sound just like Dad. What do you want to be him for? Come on, I'm serious. Doesn't it scare you to think about how you're going to end up? No. It scares me to think how you're going to end up. Mech, will you try to make sense for five minutes? What are you talking about? I have seen your future, little Dad, and it all happens here. Uh-oh. <clears throat> There's crackly bits coming out of the uh, out of the out of the ground. Everybody, refill your drinks. Yeah, this can't be good. Uh, he says it all happens here at the end of the road, and there we have lightning beast of Corball. Take a drink. Um, this is Corball. Like I said, little dad, end of the road. You got that right, Mech. Last time we came here was our final day as a family. You, me, and Ayla goofing around, getting in trouble until the lightning beast showed. Uh, until the lightning beast showed us what real trouble is. I was sure we were dead, Mech. And sometimes I think, and we see them getting zapped by one of them. Maybe we are. You make our power sound like a curse, kid. Don't you know these animals gave us a gift? Zack. And he blasts one of them and says, you should be grateful. And uh, Garth yells, Matt, check out the uh, the flash. These stupid cows bleed lightning, and I can drink it in. Add their lightning to mine. And with no more lightning beasts, there will never be more lightning people. The power is all for me. He says, stop, please. It's the lightning that hurt you in the first place. More is just going to make you crazier. He says, good. Come on says Garth. Who cares if we're the only people with lightning powers? We? Pay attention, kid. I said me. You'd kill me and... Oh my god, Ayla? Then we get Garth Rans as a bit of, as a shadow falls over him. Ah, uh, yes, and here we are. It's a bunch of science police, big science police cruisers. This is the science police. You're under arrest for the murder of a policeman. Man. That can't be good. Uh, to be continued yep. in Legionnaires 30 on sale in two weeks. Next issue, Superboy. I wonder dun, if it's dun, the adventures dun. of Superman when he was a boy. I fear it will I fear it will not be, sir. Well, that's too bad. Yeah, I fear it will not be. Uh let's see. I just want to see if there's uh um there is um uh, Wes Connors on the letter page uh, wonders um, if um, can't wait to see Triad meet Superboy and um, and he says well you won't have to wait much longer only till next month in fact that's right gang Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes together again for the first time tell your friends because this is going to be a happening and uh, so we will see that next time around. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Some questions uh, answered here. Um, uh, someone asking about Sunboy and um, whether or not that's going to happen. Um, I wish Sunboy would return. I don't buy the idea that Inferno is, dark, is Dirk's new incarnation. Come on, you know better than that. Karate could teach these guys a thing or two. Um, 
And uh, he says, other suggestions. One, bring back Brainy's Force Shield. Um, two, include Matarita Lad and Starboy now. Um, three, where are Valor and Superboy? And four, again, I ask you, make Legion of four books monthly. Long live the Legion. Um, and they say, Sunboy, isn't Inferno enough? Ouch. Who, hey, who threw that? Um, and he says, you know, that Dirk Morgana has returned and how this fares for the Legion is a matter of heated debate at the moment. Get it? Heated yes. debate? Uh, and hey, no grit, no guilt. That's our post-zero hour motto. Um, actually, it's more like very little grit and a smidgen of guilt. Um, and he says, as for your other requests, one, the force field will appear. Never fear. Two, Tenzel's already with the Legion, and Xanthu's next rep is still recovering from his space cruiser accident. And then Uh-oh. three, yes. And then three, see recent issues of Superboy for Valor, and then see upcoming issues of Legion for Superboy. And four, which was um, making it a four, a four book monthly, um, said, we'd love to, but the strain would kill us. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so uh, those are some of the more relevant uh, things that come up in the uh, in the letters page. I um, just want to also note that uh, in the future, in half a bleem and two weeks, shock follows shock as Livewire continues to go out on a limb for Mech, but learns just how nasty his big brother can be. Also, just what has Brainy been doing in his lab? It's about time the team finds out. Uh, meanwhile, back in the 20th century, what? The Legion of Superheroes travels back in time to get Superboy's help. They figure what could possibly go wrong, right? After all, he's the Man of Steel when he was a boy, right? Boy, the 30th century really has some lousy record keepers. Bringing us the first installment of our three-part epic, our writer Carl Kiesel, penciler Tom Grummet, and inker Doug Hazelwood... Whatever you do, don't miss Superboy 21. And in half a bleem in five weeks. Hi, the Superboy Legion crossover continues a thousand years after part one. Boy, talking about stretching out a storyline. And it's not just some it's not something the kids too keen on. Just what exactly is Superboy doing in the 30th century, you ask? You're just gonna have to pick up Legion of Superheroes 74 to find out. And um, so, yes, it seems that uh, they have, you know, they think that it's uh, Superman as a boy, and that would be the correct definition for Superboy, but it seems that their history records have been kept wrong. And I think to myself, it would be terrible if history records could be uh, uh, (laughs) kept wrong. And so I have to ask one, I have to ask you, Michael, one, is there anything that happened this week in Legion history, and have you fact-checked? Um, well, the answer to the first question is yes, there are things that happened. Uh, <laughs> the answer to the second question is uh, as best as I can tell, um, <laughs> but, if, but if there are any uh, inaccuracies, I will blame them on faulty record-keeping over the last thousand years. Absolutely, and Zero hour. And zero hour too, yes. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, So uh, this issue went on sale uh, August 10th, 1995. Uh, It takes place on July 12th, 2994. And per the Legion of Superheroes Secret Files timeline, Mm -hmm. uh, the Legion has been around for 48 days as of this issue. Uh, This week in Legion history, 1988, 35 years ago, The Wanderers, number seven, Reanimage wrestles with the morality of reviving the dead. His attempt to save a life may have endangered three others as he tries to convey the value of life to a planet in the sway of a death cult. 30 years ago, 1993, Legion Archives, volume three, uh, reprints Adventure Comics 318 to 328, Plus Jimmy Olsen, 76, and Superboy, 117, which includes stories like Sunboy Goes Space Crazy, The Return of Dev M, uh, Starfinger, Take a Drink, uh, Prody 2 joins the Super Pets, The Revolt of the Girl Legionnaires, The Intro of Timberwolf, Command Kid, 
Jimmy Olsen's Legion Romances and the Legion of Super Traders. Take another drink. Oh, and that was uh, that can be found in various episodes uh, between number 26 and 35 of this here podcast. 25 years ago in 1998, uh, Legionnaires, number 1 million. Try to believe that was 25 years ago. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, in the distant reaches of deep space, Justice Legion L defends the United Planets, a cluster of planets that have been fused together both as a radical experiment in interplanetary diplomacy and as a means of defending individual cultures from the encroachment of the United Galaxies. But this experiment is threatened from within. Someone within the Legion is sabotaging it, threatening to cause the planets to fall apart. Not another leader, Legion traitor that makes us all take a drink. Yeah. Uh, and that will be, uh, look for that one in fall of 2026. And uh, we have a an impromptu stump the subs. Uh, how many Excellent. how many members of the Justice Legion L can you name? There were eight of them. Oh, yeah, I can't. I got nothing. Do we have anybody? Any guesses? Do you, I'll let everybody else have a chance. I got nothing. It's been. Uh, I know them all. It's been like twenty. Years? Well, no, because I read it later. But it's been oh, okay. it's been twenty <laughs> easily. Jim, Jim, you got anything? I have never read one million. Okay. What? Well, I, I know those you, covers have a lot of weirdos on the cover, though. Well, I, I, just I can wait, name them. Just wait till fall I, I, of twenty twenty six. Brainiac, I remember that. Brainiac four seventeen. <laughs> the Monels four twenty. I'm sorry, the Mon Elves. That's right. The Mon Elves, yep. I love them. Triplicate, I mean, Implicate Girl. Implicate Girl, correct. Titan Girl, the Chameleon, the Umbra, and Cosmic Bot. Uh, that is all correct. Very nice. And and how and why do you know all their names? Uh, probably because I created a visual reference thing for the team. Ah, oh, okay. Go. That'll work. And I've where where would one find so, such a so thing? He, so he <laughs> cheated, is what he's saying. Oh, no, uh, it's by cheating found... meaning you've I've read the comics like yeah. five times. Yeah. Yes, that's he, what um, I mean. What it, what he did was he uh, cre- he created a very elaborate mnemonic device in building <laughs> this visual reference site. <laughs> yeah, it, it, to remember uh, Brainiac four seventeen Monel's Implicate Girl Titan Girl Chameleon Umbra and Cossack Bot. You just say the mythic. There you go. Just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it is a very elaborate mnemonic device. And and given the letters B C C D I M T U, um, I will leave it as an exercise for the listeners to come up with a easier to pronounce mnemonic Anag- for. Oh, yeah, pref- or anagram. I prefer mine. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Excellent. So, fifteen years ago. Uh, 2008, we have a reprint of, uh, or we have the Invasion trade paperback, which reprints issues one to three, features a massive alien alliance led by the warlike dominators and Kuns intent on wiping out humanity to destroy all of Earth's metahumans. This all-out event, sorry, this all-out assault on superheroes led to a war consuming the entire world and ramifications throughout the universe. And we covered this as part of event theater back in episode 596. But if you think about it, this is one of the few event theater things that have actually stuck. Um, You still have the Kuns and the Dominators and and all the alien races running around uh, in the 20th century or 21st century. Uh, This introduced the concept of the metagene and the gene bomb. Yeah. So that that explains why, you know, certain people get superpowers when struck by lightning or when they fall into a vat of chemicals, it's their metagene kicking in instead of them dying. Right, which is all still in play. Yes. Yeah. Um, Very nice. And then also in 2008, we have uh, the Legion of Superheroes TV show, 
season one, volume three DVD uh, contains episodes nine through 12 of season one. So for some reason, they issued season one as three separate CD or DVD releases. And then a few years later, it was all of season one combined. And yeah, then, they did a lot of that at the time. Like there was, um, uh, you know, um, for example, um, what was it called? The uh, like Batman the Animated Series all came out as, as you know, there was Volume One, Volume Two, Volume Three, Volume Four, and it's like um, they didn't necessarily conform to the season. Oh, okay, right. So, so they they did weird stuff like that where they kind of. Uh, chip them up in ways and that was um uh, and that was something that they did right up through um when uh when the legion cartoon was going on and then i think there was a regime shift at warner brothers animation and um and they were like why are we doing it this way why not just like do like a you know season box sets they do well uh you know and the t- at the time that was kind of the standard way to put stuff out and uh and so the new the new folks came in and said, "Okay, like quit quit goofing around. Let let us do it properly." And, and so, um, yeah, yeah. So. so it was about a dozen years later when they finally released um, the series box set yes. on DVD, DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. So if you don't have a Blu-ray, you could still get your uh, season one and season two uh, DVD set. Yeah. Um, so now we move into the future, 950 years from now, in the year 2973, in the pre-crisis timeline, Saturn Girl, Phantom Girl, and Triplicate Girl travel to the 20th century to give Supergirl a second chance to try for Legion membership. <laughs> Bouncing Boy, Shrinking Vile, and Sun Boy also apply, but are rejected. Supergirl and Brainiac 5 are admitted, and during her tryout, Supergirl unearths Excalibur, legendary sword of King Arthur. And that was uh, as seen in Action Comics 276, which was uh, episode three. I mean, it's not a basis for a system of government, is it, Michael? No. No. I mean, supreme executive power derives from a mandate from the masses, (laughs) not from some farcical aquatic ceremony. Right? Yeah. Yeah, take a drink. Uh. (laughs) Now, in the five-year-later timeline, that is when Brainiac 5 and Laurel Gann joined, right. and nobody went back to the 20th century. And yeah, isn't that interesting? That's right. Like the, the, Yeah, that wasn't really a thing, was it? Yeah, and so that is what we got for this week in Legion history. Outstanding. It is a, uh, quite a collection of historical events, and um, as always... We love it. Speaking of things that we love, do we have any feedback? Hmm. Let me just check here. Let me uh, let me just uh, uh, walk into the mail room for a second. <laughs> and uh, as a reminder, while while Paul is vamping there, um, if you uh, we'd appreciate uh, rate and review and subscribe. Um, as as all the other podcasts say, it helps our numbers, helps our Absolutely. visibility, and. Uh, uh, we like reading five star uh, reviews on the show. Yeah. yeah. And if, if, if you're doing less than fives, don't bother. Don't bother. We, you know, we'll uh, just, you know, respond, you know, just instead of posting a, a review, you know, just uh, respond to our refunds department. Uh, <laughs> and and where where can they reach our our refunds department, Paul? Well, um, at uh, fu um, uh, at <laughs> Legion of Substitute Podcasters dot com. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's where it is. <laughs> also um, salty tonight. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm just waiting for someone to you know complain about how we weren't uh we weren't dicks to uh to a guest on the show or something oh, um, yeah. yeah so um I, I i won't even honor it with uh with any further elucidation um uh but folks uh for those of you who have uh interesting things to say say them to us um and you can uh do that by sending us a message to legion of substitute podcasters at gmail.com 
Uh, we are also uh, uh, looking forward to hearing you talk about this on our uh, Facebook group, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the blue sky as LOSP podcast dot. How does that work, Travis? Uh, just look us up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's LOSP podcast. You put that in the searchy box. It's going to bring yeah. us out to you. Yeah. That BSKY start social. I, I just look up. Yeah, oh, podcast yeah it's something like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, we are LOSP podcast on LOSP podcast on, uh, on blue sky. And I mean, it is still on the Twitter um um but uh you know um anyway and it's on, uh, it's on zitter <laughs> exactly however the hell we say that now and uh uh in addition to all those things you can head over to our website legion of substitute com. where you can leave a comment on this or any episode and with that we make our way into the uh time bubble and um just gonna kind of sleep off seeing all these lightning beasts of core ball for a little bit and uh, we will see you all next week <laughs> <laughs>